Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. Hi, Katie Stoll. Hey. What's up? What's up? Hi. Oh, it's me. Hi, Hi I'm Cody. Cody Johnson. Hi, Cody. Cody Johnson. Well, Hello. Good to see you again every day. Every day, Zoom. all the time. Joining us today for the very first time is filmmaker, actor, musician, and host of the Trust Me podcast, Lola Blanc. Hi, Lola. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Here's the thing. I'm like <laughs> reading off your list of, of accolades here, and it's a lot. It's a long list. You're good at all of them. <laughs> Thank you. You're like, Thank you're like, you. Oh, it, also, you're a ventriloquist. Well, I was. I was. I wouldn't say I'm you an were. active you ventriloquist. <laughs> but it's like, a skill that you have in your back mm -hmm. pocket that most people don't have. Most people don't. <laughs> that is true. You guys, it's so easy. I can teach you ventriloquism at any point. D uh, I mean, done. Okay. Scrap the rest <laughs> of the episode and just do that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> really quick, we're going to get into some chatting and, and get to know you, Lola. I mean, I know you, but everyone else is going to get to know you. But first, I have got to call out this week's holidays. Today, February 10th, is National Flannel Day. What? Not appropriate for Los Angeles today. It's so hot. It's so it's hot. Winter. Got hot it's real like quick. 90 degrees. Yeah. I'm sweating. In I my hope that's a right fan. Now. I'm well, yeah. The coyotes are yeah. back. I haven't I haven't seen coyotes in about three months. Um, but last night or the night before was like the first warm night, where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, there's warm air actually, and they're back. Well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something poetic about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Santa Anas are blowing in the coyotes. Watch yet again. The fires the are also back. So uh, also February 11th. Is satisfied staying single day, but it's also National Make a Friend Day. So you guys have your pick of holidays this week. Mm. Stay single. Make a friend. This is anticipation of next week's love holiday, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's called <laughs> Valentine's. It's called. No, 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 no. It's the love holiday. Yeah, yeah. The love holiday. Bullshit love holiday. I mean, if you're, if you're single, that's fine. Be satisfied. Go make a friend and then see if they want to fuck you. And then you are no longer single and you can cancel out the days. You know what? That's a good three-day action. So yeah, put on a flannel. Face <laughs> your singleness with your flannel. Yeah. Then go out, make a friend, hook mm -hmm. up all weekend. Then you got a date for Valentine's. Mm -hmm. There you go. This and is then, bad advice. Uh, and then, uh, then yeah, it's fine. I want to. I mean, there's so many things that I could talk to you about. Let's start with your podcast on Trust Me Podcast. You know, you you cover a bunch of different cults. Um, you've also done episodes on conversion therapy and physics. Uh, to talk physics. to us a little bit about Psychic. the through on line. Physics. Did I say <laughs> physics? Ooh, I just, I? I'm like, I wow, I, all the time. I wish our podcast was that smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to share, we can either cut that out or I can add this fun little tidbit in for our, our viewers and listeners. We did a, a holiday war special a couple months ago and I did a whole, I did my, I hosted my first segment on our YouTube show and it was really exciting and I was stoked because one of my segments was um, uh, psychedelic drugs and I really confidently sp spent the whole time saying psilocybin instead of, instead of psilocybin. <laughs> I've always thought it was psilocybin and nobody corrected me. So I had to spend a significant amount of time like ADRing and trying to match my words in such a way. Anyway, I do this a lot. Leave it Katie, all in. <laughs> I have done the, this exact thing on my podcast with that exact word. 
where I had to really? go through and replace it. <laughs> yes. It's a hard word to say. I think I still may have said it wrong. I was saying psilocybin. I don't know. Maybe it's both. It's just, it's a lot of syllables. And it's, a lot. it's a weird word. It's a lot of psilocybin. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We we got there. Um, my point of this question was to lead us into talking about cult and culty behavior and the through lines that you're seeing in all of these different mediums, psychic mediums, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the through lines that I'm seeing in all. I mean, where do we begin? So it typically there is a charismatic leader of some kind or. Um, doesn't even have to be a leader. It can be a family member. It can be a partner. But I, there, it starts with somebody who like is particularly charismatic and offers some kind of answer to a problem that you are having, or they generate a problem that you didn't know that you were having, but now you think that you have it. Case in point, when I went to the Scientology Center and we took the emotional IQ tests and they told us that we were in deep, dire trouble and we were like in danger of harming ourselves if we didn't get help from them. Uh, and That's over time, extreme. when did you go? Was yeah. this I on podcast? They were, I thought they were like calm, like chiller about that. It was like, oh, maybe maybe you're like dealing with some stuff, but like they were like, you're going to harm yourself. No, but you use the alarmist language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so for, I I did it on a date with a guy. Um, and they, se- <laughs> they separated us. We thought it would be funny. Actually, for Valentine's Day, like six years ago or something, appropriate. Okay. They separated us. They told me that I had such intense anxiety that I needed their help. They told him that he was so depressive and he got a much more experienced woman than I did. And she like saw that that was resonating with him because he has very serious depression in his family. And so she like kind of latched onto it and was... Yeah, preying on that fear of of like hurting himself. Yeah, and also, I mean, <laughs> there's something so insidious about planting the seed of an idea, and and you go, well, am I? Yeah, and then all of a sudden that brings up, and you start analyzing things from a different perspective, and it can lead you down that path. Totally. Okay, you recently on Twitter uh posted a question asking for recovered Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson fanboys um and I would love to talk to you about that is this for a specific episode is it research for something and what have you learned let's talk yeah, about them yeah love yeah it. <laughs> uh yeah I really want to do an episode or maybe multiple episodes on the IDW um I mm-hmm. am finding I just I'm finding this subculture is like cropping up in my life so frequently it's like just more and more and more i think as a reaction to people feeling uh you know alienated by woke culture or whatever and um it's starting to scare me and i want mm-hmm. to like bring more attention to it and not not in a not in a way that is saying like everyone who listens to fucking jordan peterson is harmful but that this is a, this is sort of a dangerous path to begin on and I wanted to get some insight from people who had gone down that path and had come back and I got a lot of DMs um, partially thanks to you guys retweeting me so thank you yeah <laughs> yeah and the common thread it seems to really stem from like it's it, there are so many similarities to the way that we see people begin to join cults in that it tends to um, start with people feeling like they don't really have a direction for their life or they're feeling kind of insecure and here comes this great you know 
articulate seeming man or men who are saying mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. I have a direction for you. I have the answer. That thing you're feeling, that's correct. You are correct to feel like attacked by this group of people or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm, going to fix mm-hmm. it for you. Right. Then. Yeah. And then one, and then once you are looking to these people for like as authorities on a subject, then you start taking their word for other things that maybe they don't have any authority on. And then you kind of make them the center of your ideology. And that's where it becomes harmful. Yeah. It's interesting too, because he, well, Jordan Peterson specifically uh, purports to be very anti ideology in general. Um, <laughs> like he, uh, his whole thing is that like, he's tried to find like, where do people find meaning and, and uh, how do they get wrapped up into these like authoritarian movements and totalitarianism of all stripes. And, uh, trying to like ha- get people to resist ideology when what he's also doing is like creating his own and yeah, uh, totally. submitting that out to yeah. people without really like I don't know if he knows it or not or just like trying to do like a sleight of hand thing. Well, it's like a combination. It's almost like, well, you just mentioned it, they might come to them on uh, for one specific issue, but then all of a sudden they're also talking about things that they have absolutely no idea what they're like talking about. Like climate change, for example. Like climate change, mm. whatever. And it's almost like it doesn't matter. They're just going to fucking wing it. Uh, yeah. So that they don't show the weakness of not having an answer. They'd rather just right. make something up. Um, right. And there is this feedback loop of, you know, they're feeling validated from it. And then these people that, um, you know, don't <laughs> – that turn to these figures – um, also feel validated. I don't know. It's it's pretty complicated and messy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just he's yeah, he's because he's also he's a psychologist. Um, yeah. But uh, he sort of like sets himself up to be like an expert in all these fields because uh, even like he uses evolutionary biology and all these uh, other scientific realms to basically say that like the way things are are the right way that they are. Um, mm-hmm. And so don't do anything about any problems you might have with the world. Um, right. And it's just it, interesting that he sort of is. Uh, and he like he'll claim he's not like a right winger or anything like that when like literally his whole thing is like, I'm going to use nature to justify the hierarchies and traditions we have, which is like definitionally right wing. Um, mm. He just likes to talk out of a lot of a lot of different sides of his mouth. He has more than two. I, I was looking at his Instagram last night. Because I'm a masochist and I was mm. reading the comments and the just like the amount of and not just on his. I also was looking at Michaela Peterson's profile, which she terrifies me. Um, but the mm. number. Tell of us comments, about Michaela Peter. Well, t- tell us about her in a moment. I will. I will. But the, the number of comments that are just like pure logic. Pure reason. Oh, the rationality. They're like fucking jacking off to this. Can, can I swear? Is that OK? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jagging off to this idea of being logical. And meanwhile, like, nobody ever is actually going deeper into things that they don't know about. Nobody. I, I liked your point, Katie, about like they're refusing to ever be wrong. And that is just like inherently illogical to do. There's, we are not capable of being right all the time. Right. I mean, in that way, it's also obviously 
not maybe not obviously, but it feels like, you know, just another manifestation of toxic masculinity where you're unable to even acknowledge a spot, a blind spot or something that you just I just don't know. I just don't know. Right. Yeah. And it tends to be I just like instead of I just don't know, it's whatever like experts say and the opposite of that. Right. Um, like with right. The well, and that's the virality. Thing. That's yeah. how you get everyone's attention. Right. And like the climate change thing is interesting to me too, because he'll he's uh, he does does this all the time for many many topics. But I think it's clearest with climate change because he'll talk about it like the recent Joe Rogan thing. He'll talk about it in this way and like, well, you know, um, actually, it's hard to predict things at all. Like you have all these variables, and you can hear Joe like every once in a while being like, okay, but like we're talking about like carbon emissions and stuff it's very clear like this effect that it has and then jordan will like go off on all these tangents and talk about fables and then he'll talk about how um well actually you know you know you can't predict a stock uh for a year in the into the future so but like that's not logic that's not a a one-to-one that's not even a, a, a a steady analogy or a stable analogy to climate change which is decades and decades of studying like the physical right. world right. so he'll sort of use these <laughs> these ideas and uh, he'll even use like uh equations and and uh theories and physics to be like therefore it's the same as this but they're mm. they couldn't be farther away right but because it sounds intelligent it sounds like he knows what he's talking about he sounds like he's researched this and this and this they can look and go oh look he's using logic to prove this point right. when actually if you if you sort of like pull the threads it makes absolutely no sense well and that to me is part of why like no one's gonna go through i mean some people might maybe you guys will i don't go but go through like every fucking jordan peterson speech and like fact check everything he's saying we know that that doesn't work like well a we know that that doesn't work in general with like right-wing politics mm-hmm. and trump and what like we know that facts don't work but also with cults just like the nature of belief is such that it, attacking the belief system directly isn't going mm-hmm. to do anything. You have to offer an alternative and give people mm-hmm. a reason and a motivation to believe in something else. Um, and I wish that we had more figures who kind of filled that void for these poor young men, you know? Well, mm-hmm. because, you know, partly because we're so polarized, we're polarized. Polarized. I almost said Polaroided or something. Um, it, it just you pushes you further and further into something. You get more dug in because mm-hmm. that's where you get the positive reinforcement. You right. know, you're being encouraged to lean in to the grift. Right. Yeah, and usually it happens it online. Off. And so if you're pushing against somebody online, especially, then you're not going to have the ability to be like, why do you like what drew you to this? Why do you uh, why do you like this? What do you like about this? And then you find some sort of commonality and be like, OK, but maybe the problem isn't what he's saying here about that. Maybe it's this other thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just makes it harder and harder to um, actually uh, discuss these sort of topics with people and and really see why what got them into it unless it's like that personal level right you can't just tell people you're wrong you have to give an alternate give them something else give them right another option because they're going to be they're so dug in they're going to believe everything i mean we can talk about this in context of QAnon. what's ironic is that like the people who like hold logic as this like god above them are ironically the people who are most acting out of their emotions because when mm-hmm. you are refusing to acknowledge that the choices that you're making are coming from a place of like 
needing belonging, you know, or needing to have an identity. Like you are <laughs> you are being less logical because you are like, uh, yeah, you're not being aware of the fact that you're making decisions based on emotion. Yeah, that's a deeply Absolutely. emotional thing to be searching right. for. Um, right. And yeah, uh, having like needing to sort of fill it with like, uh, no, I'm actually like a very logical person. And that's why I believe right. this instead of like, no, I need I need oh this guy. I need somebody. Right. Well, right. Because the vast majority of people have no idea what their emotions are. I actually was just listening to Brene Brown talking about this. At the <laughs> Some study about how most people can only like readily identify three emotions. Mm. Um for their, mm. themselves of like anger, sad, mm -hmm. happy, sad, and angry. Yep. Um, mm. And and it's like, what actually is that? If you're angry, if you break this down, what is what is fueling that? It's just in general a lack of self awareness about our own mental health culturally. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. my and point. The complexity is that, of emotions mm -hmm. and how they work together, or compound totally. on each other, or like cover other or shame ones going on. Exactly. Right. Shame right. is such a motivator for being defensive and you just know. go watch Inside Out. They get into it all. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Explain the whole deal. It's kind of it's pretty clear like how people sort of get into this and mm -hmm. what attracts them to it. Um, I'm curious if anybody sort of described. So, like, we we've we've done a, 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 like a big episode on Ben Shapiro and like how he's like a silly person. Uh, don't take him seriously. He's a clown. Actually, he's not a serious mm -hmm. person. Um, and we've gotten some messages like people like uh, I used to go to his speeches and now I don't. Um, so, like th that sort of thing can be effective, but I know it's not the most effective thing. I'm curious if anybody sort of explained like here's how I got out of it. Here's what like kind of triggered like oh mm. i he said this and then i started rethinking it or i heard my friend say this or if there's any yeah, sort of explanation yeah what's the process in general for people to be deprogrammed right i mean it's so different for everyone but i did see some commonalities with these guys in particular um a lot of people actually were sort of deconverted by channels like contrapoints um, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a philosophy tube, interestingly, mm -hmm. um, just like being led to other thinkers who were giving a little bit, like just approaching things in a more complex way. Um, I got one, there was one great message exchange and I might ask this guy to come on. He was explaining how what started to pull him out of it was that he became a public defender, or he was on his way to becoming a public defender and started having to like interface with different kinds of people that he had never interacted with before and saw how much they were suffering. Um, and mm -hmm. it just sort of opened his eyes to the real, the reality that there are so many people suffering in ways that he had just never comprehended before. And all of this like logic and theory and whatever was just not accounting for like real human life. Mm -hmm. um, That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Profound. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we also had a former QAnon believer on the show and it, it was so random for him. Sometimes it's so random. Like he, he genuinely just started. Oh, no, here's what it was. It was that their Q was talking about a phrase that with like predicting a phrase that Donald Trump was going to say um, <laughs> at some point. And then, lo and behold, Donald Trump said that phrase. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Q is real or whatever. And then he was like watching old videos. I'm probably getting the timeline wrong, but whatever. He's like, he realized that Trump had been saying that phrase yeah. all along. Mm -hmm. This wasn't yeah. a prediction. This was history. So if he would like use that as a prediction, then that was a manipulative thing to do. And 
if Q is being manipulative, then maybe Q can't be trusted. And then it like all broke broke open for him one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, just finding a logic thread. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good for that person. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because, yeah, like it's once, yeah, just need that one little wedge to get in there right and and yeah for him, i think he's an interesting story because i think it also applies to this this kind of guy that we're talking about even though it's a little bit more extreme he when he first started going down the rabbit hole he was in a period in his life where he just like was isolated he was depressed things were not going great for him and by the time he came out like he had more of a system around him um mm-hmm. he felt more just emotionally stable and was able to like pause and see things a little bit yes. more clearly you know and, you know, that's interesting, too. We lose, we've talked about it on our various shows before, but it's so easy to react to people that are in, that have been snared in these situations with anger or frustration or, like, there's something <laughs> wrong with you yeah. or whatever. And that's never the way to get to somebody. All right. that does is make them feel shamed and further retreat. So you're talking about a, by the time this person um started to unravel the thread his support system around him was stronger well that says a lot about the type of person that gets swept up and the kind of thing that is necessary for them um to come through it hey y'all it's katie stole from the internet i know i know it's very exciting but i'm gonna need you to settle down for a second while i tell you about ag1 by athletic greens it is a tasty drink that takes all of your daily vitamins and puts them in one tasty place please please everyone stop screaming i know you're excited but i'm really gonna need you to focus here and sometimes it's hard to find time to eat right or focus on nutrition at all but with ag1 all it takes is one glass and you're done for the day what's their secret You say, well, if you could just stop shouting for a minute, I would explain. You see, just one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. It supports any food lifestyle as well and aids with gut health and digestion. Okay, everyone. Geez, I'm going to count to three. And if you don't calm down right now, I am going to stop this ad. Okay? I mean it. One, two... Two and a half. Okay, that's better. Anywho, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Jeez! Being the mayor of a small town at the foot of an active volcano is hard enough, but then you're also running a coffee shop on the side? You deserve a break, Linda Hamilton from the film Dante's Peak. Why not close the shop and just enjoy coffee again? And you can do that with Trade, a coffee subscription service that sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Don't you want to just sit on the porch with Pierce Brosnan and sip a fresh cup every morning? Well, whether you're a coffee freak or just a 
casual fan, trades real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences. You take an online quiz and trade will deliver your ideal brew straight to your door faster than a pyro classic flow engulfing your folksy town. Their subscription is no hassle in that you can skip shipments or cancel at any time. And for our listeners, right now Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash more news. Take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash more news and start your journey to your perfect cup. I sure did. And despite knowing nothing about coffee, they still match me with a wonderful flavor that I drank earlier today for energy. That's drinktrade.com slash more news for $20 off your first three bags. Try it, Volcano Mayor. Um, you, you mentioned QAnon and I do want to pivot to that slightly because it's something that I've been thinking about. <laughs> you know, obviously it's been a little over a year since January 6th and the last of the great predictions that didn't come through. I guess not the last. There was the JFK's big triumphant return. That yeah, was still, that's still, as, still, as well. there's still a chance. And even me saying it like that makes, is sounds like a mockery of it. Um, and yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, at a certain point. Yeah. But Are, I guess I guess my my where I'm I know, but I guess which where is I'm like going how much can you entertain? Like, like yeah, I know, JFK's I know, come but, back. It's like, but uh, at the same token, these people do believe that, and I know. you know, Jonathan found a great article that was in the Financial Times. He loves um, doing that. Uh, I know, Jonathan. <laughs> I mean, so I just love reading thanks. the FT. It was an article about how QAnon has fragmented post-election um mm. and, and there's kind of like three different subsects and it's not that the not that QAnon has gone away it's almost like in a transition wow riffs you know, and grips yeah. so <laughs> riffs and grips um you know the core people there's the core people who still believe that donald trump is fighting some longing against the deep state there's mm-hmm. others that are truly taking it into more of a spiritual space and that's maybe taking it into the, you know, yoga communities. But, you know, like maybe it's more literally about demons. Um, mm. It's stuff like that. And, you know, and then there's another version of it that's also like, well, something's amiss. More of an in-between of like, yeah, I don't, I still don't trust it. And it's hard to fight against ideology. Like for the spiritual people, it's almost like you don't even have to have a, it it can be nebulous you know mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah by design way. and then the other thing that's wild wild in this article is also just talking about how it's proliferating overseas and in some ways that's very mm. that's so dangerous in other capacities because like the immediacy of like oh that event didn't happen on January 6th is different because it's not like you know we're talking about Germany they're not necessarily paying as Anyway, um, it's just so I guess to me, it feels like we're in some sort of a weird transition phase of QAnon. But it's also it speaks to how conspiracy theories spread and and this cult like mentality can spread and morph and logic doesn't really stand a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying when reality when you're not living in the same reality as as another person because what can you do there's nothing you can say and the only thing like when we've talked to people about you know what what do you do when someone that you care about is like going down this rabbit hole like what can you do and the answer is basically nothing other than be there for them and and try to like let them know that you care about them 
lest they lose their identity even more because they feel like they can't trust you. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's encouraged for all these cults is like, get rid of any any like mm-hmm. negative people in your life. Exactly. Who are telling you that you know, the reality you're buying into is false. Right. The more isolated you are, the the more you lose your identity and the more you put all of your identity into this new thing. So like staying connected mm-hmm. to humans from your life or as yeah, staying connected to the human who is going down the rabbit hole is very very important. But like it's unfortunate that there's not more that we can do. Like other than culturally making people feel more comfortable and seen because it's been such a tumultuous time like you know what what else yeah there are also for sure a lot of like unique factors that have played into how QAnon developed but it will continue to develop and change in this world that we live in um so real quick i just wanted to tie it back to jordan peterson real quick again because i think even if there are like listeners who uh, know somebody uh, we, we get messages sometimes like what do I do about my like little brothers like reading all this stuff or like listening to them uh, I think it's uh, one of the most important things about Jordan Peterson that I think people need to know um, that kind of says everything um, and when I read it I was like oh never this guy is so silly um, there's a piece from his old mentor uh, from uh, when he was a, a professor and uh, he like took him under his wing and and sort of helped him, uh, you know, be a good professor or whatever. They have dinners all the time. He was like a very, 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 very good friend. Uh, there's a piece by him on Outline.com, and it describes uh, two significant things. One is that during this time, Peterson uh, talked pretty regularly about how he wanted to buy like a new big house, and the guy was like, "Oh, like you're looking for new homes?" Like, no, I want to buy a church and give sermons every Sunday. Um, mm. like his, he wanted, he wants to be a preacher. Yeah. That's like, that's yeah. what he wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. with, by just using like intellectual like stuff and like, and spirituality and sort of like combining them all together. Um, which I think is pretty telling. Uh, also he told his friend, Peterson told his friend basically that his wife, um, sometimes has prophetic dreams and that she has dreamed that it's quote five minutes to midnight and jordan peterson is the person to like save the world basically um, really wow. yeah so he's stannis um, baratheon exactly <laughs> no just uh, <laughs> yeah um but yeah like and you know maybe maybe this entire article from this professor who's still teaching is a lie um but it's a pretty detailed story about his former very very good friend about how he thinks that his wife has prophetic dreams, thinks he's going to save the world and wants to start a church where he gives sermons. Um, that to me is like everything you need to know about him. I, I just watched a video where s- someone on a podcast asked him if he was a prophet because it's just like a podcast about religion. And he said no. But the way that he said no made me think he does think he's a prophet. Because <laughs> um, there's also a moment from an interview where he's asked about his fans. And he's like, I don't have fans. <laughs> and what he means is he has followers. He has mm. followers. That's what he it's means. Creepy. Mm. It's just every little bit like that. He lets it out and it makes a very, very clear picture. The, the, the family as a whole terrifies me. They do. <laughs> we are going to take a quick break and then we will be back for even more news. News. Hello, human people. I'm Cody, also a human. 
One of the person things I like doing is killing time playing your mobile device games. <laughs> Our games, us humans, ah. And lately, I've been paid human money to talk about Best Fiends, a free-to-download casual mobile puzzle game with over 100 million human downloads. You know, sometimes when I'm in line at the nutritional unit supply store or waiting for my body to power down in the sundown times, I'll casually enjoy a colorful game on my phone. We adults love casual mobile device games, and Best Fiends is great for many idle activities in which you can also play like human Cody plays. The game features tons of characters designed to resemble Spawn that we perceive as cute that will help you solve thousands of fun puzzles. You also get to collect the Spawn-like characters the more you play. They add new puzzles and Spawn-like characters all the time to keep it fresh and interesting. What are you waiting for? Our puny species has a limited lifespan after all. So you can download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Tell them humans sent you. Oh, hello. I want to talk to you about privacy. It is important and it's actually possible for all of you to protect your privacy a little more. I mean, I mean, not from ghosts. You can't hide from ghosts. But when it comes to your online privacy, there is ExpressVPN, a privacy and security tool rated number one by Business Insider, The Verge, and many other tech journals. ExpressVPN not only gives you the freedom to roam the internet completely private, except for the ghosts watching you in your own home, but they also don't log your activity online. Unlike a lot of free VPNs and enterprising phantoms, ExpressVPN won't sell your data to advertisers. They've even developed technology specifically to prevent your information from being stored on their servers. Sounds great. Did I mention that ExpressVPN is also easy to use and super fast, so you can stream stuff like HD quality videos. Still can't do anything about the ghosts currently in your room, but at least you can protect your online activity. So check it out today. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash some news and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash some news. Visit expressvpn.com slash some news to learn more. Guess ghosts definitely exist and are watching you. Ghosts definitely exist and are watching you. And we are back as promised for even more news. Very cool. You're welcome uh, for promising you're, and keeping you're the so promise. Welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. Let's talk about the Olympics. Have you guys watched any of the Olympics? Yeah. No. <laughs> you have? Have you enjoyed them? You don't have to be ashamed. They're on TV. I love figure skating, guys. It's, I know. It's How, so right. hard to not watch the figure skating, but that's it. <laughs> I watched the Nathan Chen Gold performance, and I mean, very impressive. And uh, I usually I don't like the kind of um, uh, musical montages or medley, musical medleys they do, but the Elton John medley for his like free skate Ooh, was I should pretty look that impressive. Up. <laughs> Here's He's my problem with watching He's live beautiful. skating. He's a revelation. My I um feel acute anxiety when I'm watching ice skating, live ice skating. I need to see the clips where I know they're not going to fall mm -hmm. once the routine's <laughs> over. Like I really, I, I find it to be incredibly stressful. Um, mostly because of my own childhood trauma, but uh, <laughs> being on ice skates. <laughs> My parents used to have this holiday party for a couple years and um, at an ice skating rink and it was really fun, but everyone would get wasted. And then one year, 
uh, one person broke their leg. Another person got a bloody concussion. Someone oh sprained their wrist. It was chaos when you give people <laughs> one year. Eggnog and, yeah. Oh we didn't gosh. do it again after that, but it's yeah, really a prominent figure in my mind. Anyway, oh my Olympics. <laughs> you see that guy yes. ski into his balls? What? what? No. What? Yannick Bertrand? Is that what do you mean, what? ski into the his old balls? Clip or was it new? Is that an old clip? The one where the one where the guy takes the pole to yeah. his groin. That's from yeah. like 2006. Um, oh, and it's amazing. <laughs> Fine, and it Get makes the round for a few years because it's hilarious. Okay, um, <laughs> but that one is not. There's plenty of things we can talk about from this year's <laughs> Olympics. Not we that won't one. Talk about that. <laughs> just blows my mind that you know we had the olympics six months ago and here we are mm. with another set of olympics and nobody knew what was happening there's been no talk about it really snuck and, up, and part yeah. of it yeah. is that we are tired of talking about it i mean like at least in our show we've talked a lot about how bad the olympics are in general um but this one's extra tasty because it's happening in china <laughs> and I don't know. Let's just run down some things about China and the Olympics. First and foremost, China has detained one million Uyghur Muslims uh, in re-education camps, forcing them to work and often sterilizing women. This is a big deal that we somehow don't seem to be talking about ever, partly because there's not much we can do. We're economically tied to China, but it feels incredibly tone deaf to be... um, completely ignoring it. Uh, here's a quote from from CNN. Let's start with the obvious. The atrocities being committed against the Uyghur Muslims. A number of countries, including the U.S., are staging a diplomatic boycott of the games to protest China's staggering human rights violations. Katie, side note, editorial. What? We're, do I, if I don't know that, is that an effective boycott? Mm. There. Anyway, back to the quote. The Chinese Communist Party's response was an opening ceremony that stressed China's multi-ethnic harmony, capped off with a Uyghur skier lighting the Olympic torch before she was promptly hustled off stage. China's choice of torchbearer harkens back to Hitler's propaganda use of the token Jew in the 1936 Berlin Summer Olympics. Mm. I don't know. It's just galling it's it's hard to reconcile me sitting there watching this and just the the lack of attention that's paid to this and the fact that advertisers really don't seem to to care at all uh it's especially galling there's a, a quote from from jake tapper but that i don't need to read because i just read a big quote but mm, basically you, you know sure jake tapper Coca-Cola last year criticized a restrictive new voting rights law in Georgia, but Coca-Cola has not spoken out about China's human rights abuses, even as Coca-Cola co-sponsors the Olympic Games in Beijing, along with many other uh, major American companies. Right. I would posit that that's not actually hypocrisy because Coca-Cola is triangulating the financially uh, beneficial move, uh, which is to do like, I'm going to heavy quotes the woke thing yeah to do uh like yeah we're gonna do the georgia law everyone's doing this we're gonna uh we're gonna speak out against this but it's not financially beneficial to them to do this with china because of what you've just talked it's about it's not enough right. of a culturally Absolutely. acknowledged yeah, al- thing yeah yeah it's always gonna be the bottom line for them not um, the right word necessarily but oh yeah no i'm just uh it's just uh, yeah it's, it's like completely expected right? i have been 
trying to wrap my head around a diplomatic boycott because I'm like, that just means Biden won't be there. What? <laughs> okay. Right. Like, so we're not yeah. sending anybody there. That's what I mean. That's what I mean as to like, we are doing a diplomatic boycott. But what is what is that? What even the fuck is that? If if I didn't know that what that was hap- that that was happening or what that means, then I don't no, then I do like but especially, the effectiveness of this, especially during COVID times when like there's basically no one there anyway. It it really amounts to nothing. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh, and I love this. Yeah, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi like, felt compelled to compelled to warn American athletes to not speak out against China's um sins. That's fun. That's Did particularly she? interesting oh because yeah, she's like, don't 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 make waves because so the diplomats aren't going. That's the boycott. Uh, oh, no, our precious diplomats aren't going to the Olympics. Uh, but athletes can still compete. But she's saying don't speak out while you're there, which is like it's so it's such a funny disconnect between like we're it's a diplomatic boycott. Well, you go keep keep it keep it to yourself. Well, it's actually dangerous. I, I was well, going to say, right. yeah, I, my, my understanding is that that would have been maybe even physically dangerous for them to do that while yeah. we're there. Yeah. yeah. There's so, this also quote from CNN, or actually it's from the New York Times. Chinese authorities have detained activists in their homes and sent others to jail. Censors have shut down the social media accounts of prominent critics. Officials have warned Olympians that protests could bring prosecution. And of course, um, I just should also uh, remind everybody about how China apparently forced their tennis star Peng Shui to recant having, she accused a high-ranking Chinese communist official of sexual assault, and then she like disappeared for weeks and everybody was freaking out. And then she resurfaced and had to do an official recantation of her accusations. And she keeps saying, you guys misinterpreted me, you misinterpreted me. And um, I'm not going to put words into her mouth, but this is not good. Anyway, that's- She yeah. just gave an interview where she's like, everything's fine, everyone needs to chill out. But that interview was given to like one French newspaper with a Chinese Olympic official present and he yeah. translated her responses. It's mm. just like, it's just not, no- it's not normal. So there's all of that. Um, but I also need to just talk about, you know, other things that are terrible about the Olympics in general, not just um, this one. Um, I, and again, we talked about this over the summer, but there's a huge climate impact. There is a huge impact on communities. I, and this is the first Winter Olympics where all the snow is fake. Um, it's not it's always it's been a part of it for a long time. Snowmaking technology has been around, but there's a lot of problems with this. Mostly it's just covering up the fact that our world is warming <laughs> and mm-hmm. that we don't have, right. you know, it's like a big show yeah, based on making money. Yeah. You know, it's it's in addition to it being dangerous for the skiers, apparently. Right. Yes. It's that. Thank you. Yes, it is. It, very dangerous. You know, this is, yeah, here's another quote. As the planet warms and the weather becomes increasingly more erratic, natural snow is becoming less reliable for winter sports, which forces venues to lean more on artificial snow, but it comes at a cost. Human-made snow is incredibly resource-intensive, requiring massive amounts of energy and water to produce in a climate that's getting warmer and warmer. Elite athletes also say that the sports themselves become trickier and less safe. 
when human-made snow is involved. Yeah, okay, 1.2 million cubic meters of snow needed to cover roughly 800 square meters of competition area. An estimated 49 million gallons of water. (laughs) It's a lot. Um, And yes, to your point, yeah, I I won't go find this actual specific quote, but yes, it is dangerous. The iciness of the man-made snow makes it very difficult for athletes and you could kill yourself yeah, what is it? in, in it's temperatures a, if, that are inappropriately warm for snow. Yeah. Uh, if freestyle super pipes are formed from snowmaking machines in a poor season, the walls of the pipe are solid. Vertical ice and the pipe floor is solid ice. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Sounds dangerous. I'll just run through some more of these things. There's just been a ton of athlete complaints there as well. Uh, just basically, there's no hot food at the downhill skiing events. Um, <laughs> no. I know, I know. Finnish team says one of its ice hockey players was inappropriately placed in a COVID quarantine. Then there's this story about (laughs) the Russian figure skating team. um, And now they might be disqualified because one of their stars, the youngest one, or I'm not sure if she's youngest, but she's 15, tested positive. Uh, on a drug test. I dug into this just a little bit more right before we started recording. It turns out that that drug test was taken in December and she's already competed in other things since then. So it's pretty bizarre that they're just flagging it now. I don't know how that stands. And it is for us a, a thing that's like a heart medication drug, but it could come up in other supplements. I don't know. It's just kind of chaos, whatever that. Are, do you, are you really doping as a figure skater? I don't quite... I don't quite understand this either. I mean, this is developing and they should have a rule uh, ruling on it. It, I don't know that that's doping, but I think that there I read something said that there could be a stimulant effect. Uh, I'm reading that it's a it's called trimetazidine. It's a metabolic agent that helps prevent angina attacks and treats the symptoms of vertigo. It can increase blood flow efficiency Mm. and improve endurance. So you can but so some other skater okay. or some other athlete at another Olympics ended up being cleared because it turned out that that was a natural that it scanned in their blood because of another supplement they'd taken that was approved. Anyway, mm. I guess this isn't the biggest thing to highlight right now as it's developing, <laughs> but it, it it's happened. Also, five uh, female ski jump competitors were disqualified after their their uniforms were deemed too large. <laughs> <laughs> they said that it would pick up air or something and make them move faster. I wonder why that, second. like, why, how? <laughs> I know. Wouldn't I know. it be the opposite of that? Yeah, you'd think. You would think it would weigh them, it would slow them down. down you think like, it would slow them down? More, wind res- more resistance or something, more surface area. I yeah. don't know. I feel like we don't know. Peterson would know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let's ask him. Obviously, yeah. I think that we shouldn't do the Olympics anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Clear. Between this and the last episode we did on the Olympics, because I could just, I mean, I could do our, we could talk for hours about the IOC and all the different things and the impact on low income people and, you know, mm-hmm. I maintain economies. that we buy an island and we turn it into the Olympic island. <laughs> yeah. We have well, summer and winter Olympics there. We make sure it's correct <laughs> for the seasonal aspect of it. And we just build a town only for that. And then we just do it, it once. It's there every year. We destroy yeah. one island. That's yeah. fine. We destroy <laughs> one and then we don't have to go everywhere around the globe and destroy places. Oh, I know. I was just saying I was reading that the most ethical way to go forward with the Olympics would be to like have a t- specific place that is allotted for the Olympics. You have your summer place. You have your winter place. And you just do that. 
we have ski resorts. <laughs> we have places that set up. And obviously with a changing climate, um, you might, they still use man-made snow on those mountains, but their infrastructure is there as well to set up to house people that are coming in. As long as you're keeping them smaller, you don't have to have this huge footprint. You can do different events. You can do them every year. There's different ways of approaching. Well, them. if you, but, yeah, and if you had the, if you had your own place, like here's, here's the Winter Olympics place. On the off years, you can let people ski right. and stuff on them. Right. Right, make some you money. Make, you make all the money that you need to make the shitty Olympics in two years. <laughs> and unfortunately, all those summer Olympic, those islands that are would be used for the summer Olympics are all being turned into crypto islands now. Uh, exactly. Unfortunately. Right, right, like Palau or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, they're just turning it into these like like virtual NFT islands that we yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't oh live on. Just dump a bunch of servers and warehouses. Is there more than one? Islands. Is there multiple... NFT island. I just assumed I every remaining island on Earth is going to be a. <laughs> it's going to be an NFT uh-huh. island. Maritime yeah. law. Jonathan, I think we've done enough of the Olympics. Why don't I throw to you for some broken news? You got it. Uh, how do you How do you <laughs> guys feel about uh, Trump and uh, toilets? You You guys. Have this is on my that? favorite thing. Okay, so what? I love this story so much. Obviously, he's a criminal. He broke the law. He should go to prison and all that kind of stuff. Wait, but wait. I don't think... Lo- are you going <laughs> to say... What remind the, I don't know remind Lola about his position with <laughs> <Okay>. toilets. <laughs> okay, so for, well, first of all, Trump took a bunch of boxes of records to Mar-a-Lago uh, that he was not allowed to take. The National Archives were like, you can't take those. And so they're investigating that. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, his letters from like Kim Jong-un and like Obama and stuff like that. Who I guess he's still in contact with. Well, so I think it's I think that's like a hilarious encapsulation of Trump because he I don't I don't think he knew. I think that he was just like, oh, I get to Keepsakes. keep my little my little things. <laughs> and he put them in boxes and took them. And he had no idea that he was breaking the law. I mean, um, he also took some classified documents i i maintain that maybe he didn't know um but (laughs) probably probably did again breaking the law you should go to prison uh but also apparently according to a new book by maggie fucking haberman uh they white house staff would find that the toilets in the white house were clogged and they would call well the quote says engineer but i'm pretty sure they mean a fucking plumber um so they would call a plumber and he would uh come in and take care of it uh, and they would basically say, like, the toilet was clogged because there are all these printed pieces of paper in the toilet, <gasps> clogging the toilet. Uh, so he would be flushing documents down the toilet to <gasps> try to get rid of them, which is incredible. And I don't know if you remember this from maybe two or three years ago, uh, where he would there's a period of time where he would rant during his rallies about the low water pressure on shower heads and <laughs> the low water pressure in toilets. He so complained I... about how Americans had to flush 10, 15 times nowadays. And <laughs> it's perfect. And I think it's because he was flushing documents down the toilet. I hadn't heard that detail about there being paper. Printed in paper there. in the toilet. Uh, uh, poor, so that makes to, much more according sense. According to this report. I um, can't believe I missed this. That is incredible. Okay. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty the most great. beautiful thing. Uh, it's which is every he gets in these. He's in his own reality, and he's always like letting things leak out in ways where you're like you don't necessarily know because his thought process is foreign to everybody. Uh, so in his mind, he's thinking about like, ah, oh, yeah, I flushed all the documents down the toilet, and I can't do it. Ah, oh, you know what? The water pressure is really low. Don't you agree? And everyone cheers because they have to agree with him. <laughs> yeah. and, and like three years later, 
we find out like why he had that period why of time. It was. <laughs> it's like when uh he would complain about like birds dying from wind turbines and the wind turbines give you cancer. And then you're like, oh wait, it's because he doesn't want them built at his golf course. Yeah. So he's just Irish saying these things. It's all, there's always this little tidbit and it's like a three year long joke and it's beautiful. Well, you know, what's fun is that a lot of these things do come full circle if you if you can remember. I mean, it might seem like a bizarre thing, mm. but it <laughs> it makes like, sense oh, eventually. It makes sense to him. It'll all make sense eventually. <laughs> Flush the toilet 10, 15 and we times. Can, and we, uh, can, we can thank Maggie Haberman for, for saving Donald Trump's reckless flouting of the Presidential Records Act <laughs> for her book, which is coming oh, yeah. out in several months. Oh, thank of you, you know, Maggie. What a hero. Wow. Wasn't he, uh, hasn't he not been the president for like more than a year? Yeah, but she's got. She's just saving all the juicy, juiciest tidbits, the the juiciest law breakings for her book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kamala's first term, she releases a book about how you strangle the guy to death. That's <laughs> just good business. Yeah. All right, give us some more news, uh, real quick. How about you guys want to talk about some gazpacho soup? Yeah, I do. Why not? You guys like talking this about is, gazpacho soup? Yeah, we're doing. We're doing. Do you have a day? I could use some I could gazpacho just, soup. Uh, I could just play this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Not only do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying on American citizens that want to come talk to their representatives. This government has turned into something it was never meant to be, and it's time to make Soup. it end. Uh, the gazpacho police. It's so good. I don't even know what to say. It's <laughs> uh, just so embarrassing. But she didn't embarrass. Also, yeah, she the, has no shame. Like, even if she had correctly said Gestapo, she is still very, very incorrect. Capitol Police are not right. spying on. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. yeah that's mean, almost the problem in many here. other ways. Is it that we all focus on the obvious dumb thing while making jokes about that instead of acknowledging like? It's well, bullshit. right. It's I mean, we literally just did this. I spent like five minutes talking about uh, Donald Trump flushing the toilet 15 times. But also he broke the law a bunch by like trying to get rid <laughs> right. of these documents. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. Yeah, um, I'd love to play this uh, last uh, Fox News clip. I'm not even going to set this up. Let's just watch and mm -hmm. react. To like, can you go pick up the steaks? Right? <laughs> so true. Like, literally, can you just go pick up the steaks and walk out of the store? But the reason that he's so casual mm -hmm. is that even if he gets caught, um, you know, I, 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 my guess is that nobody's looking for this guy. Are the police no. hunting all over Manhattan for yes. the Hamburglar right now? No, no. There's and no why? Way. Why but are they not? Because we have created a society that has more empathy for the criminal than the cop, which is why New oh York God. looks the way it does. New York right now looks like Gotham City before <laughs> Batman shows up, except Batman's not coming because he's not vaccinated. So they're like, sorry, you can't come, Bruce. They don't know he's damn Batman. Batman. It's what? a terrible time to be. We, I, I want to live in a world where criminals are nervous. Like, I'm more nervous than criminals now. That's not how you're supposed to do this. But I do think something that's emboldened the meat thieves. The meat the thieves. Meat thieves. <laughs> This is so unbelievable. It's not just Fox either. This same story, and this happens yeah. all the time. You see like an isolated, like a video of a shoplifting and it's the crime wave. It's just one right. video yeah. of a guy taking some yeah. stuff from fucking Walgreens or whatever. Uh, MSNBC had a whole segment about this. Um, uh, this one, this same incident. 
I believe Al Sharpton was on to talk about it. There was like a five person panel. What? Uh, talking about uh, like the woke city council letting uh, people steal meat, people steal steaks and stuff. And like, these are like serious news people. What are you doing? Um, so, also, like a month ago, MSNBC had a piece, uh, quote, debunking the right wing's shoplifting freak out. And now they're just participating <laughs> in it. And it's yeah. uh, like clockwork. It's so embarrassing. They just can't get enough uh, yeah. fear of crime in their, their daily diet. And I mean, this and steak also. But. There's such a paranoia. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are if this is in your circles at all, but People in L.A. also are buying into this yeah. like crime wave yeah. propaganda, not to say that crime, like murder is up across America it, but for a variety of reasons. But like right. we are not all in danger constantly of being burgled in an unusually higher way than we were before. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just I, we have I, cameras and stuff <laughs> like. Well, and um, and. And people are the media feeds on it and it's been talked about and it becomes a thing. And, and yeah, you're preying on individual fears to amplify something. But like we're talking about people stealing meat. How about pivoting the conversation to why are people stealing meat and uh, why can't people afford it? Why are people hungry? What's been going on the last few years? We're so quick. And I see that in. Yes, in our communities here in Los Angeles, I've mentioned being on Nextdoor a bit because it blows my mind. There are some good people on Nextdoor saying good things, but the vast amount of it, majority of it is suspicion. Yes, and paranoia. pictures yeah. of, care of people yeah. walking by, like paranoia someone posted factory. like, uh, this couple stopped in front of my house and took pictures the other day. What should I do? And I was like, they probably like what you did with your yard. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I yeah. to people's houses uh, constantly. I think they're pretty. There's a, there was a post about uh, some some woman uh, what, uh, needed a Band-Aid. Um, and it was like a fucking woman got out of her car and then they, they like checked their ring light, their ring camera later and were like, yeah, and she like walked to like, my neighbor's yard and then like turned around and then walked to our door for the Band-Aid. Like, yeah, she like probably saw that you were home and went to your house instead. It's just, it's very, very uh, bad for people, I think. Um, right. Um, <laughs> real, uh, real quick, I wanted to um, just take a second to like highlight the comedian, the commentator in that Fox News clip, because he knew he had like 30 seconds to talk. So he crammed in all these little right-wing bits he talked about well the yeah. society cares more about criminals than cops and batman would be kicked out of gotham for not being vaccinated and the mayor of new york putting everyone on a plant-based diet and he did like his tightest 30 seconds so, on the sure did. so efficient he was rehearsing that uh, in his dressing room I'm, so who was that guy <laughs> his name is jimmy i don't know how to pronounce f-a-i-l-l-a jimmy faila faila he has a fox yeah. nation show and a fox radio show Okay. Um, I want to steal guy. a burger from Jimmy Faella. Uh, just, yeah. just, <laughs> just steal your fun. meat. No, God, uh, we have to assume <laughs> that the person that uh, stole the steaks from Trader Joe's is Jordan Peterson, though, right? Yeah. Oh, right. He would have <laughs> right. to. We his weekly He's running meals. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, <laughs> all right. I think we've done it here today, guys. I really think we did. Mm. We stuck the landing. Mm. There's a <sighs> summer Indeed. Olympics reference. Ooh. Lola and, and been... Winter Olympics figure skating. I guess, you know, sure. Yeah. But you know, skiing, we, we all, can all understand. 
Sure, but it's it's more appropriate for gymnastics. Okay. But, okay. Okay. You know, okay. Whatever. We'll yeah. talk about that later. It's fine. Yeah. Lola, yes, you we are will. a delight. This was wonderful. Um, please plug your work. Tell our listeners where they can find you. I mean, there's just so much stuff of yours to plug. <laughs> we talked about one tiny facet of what you do, but you've got so much work out there. Um, okay. I also do music. And I'm a filmmaker. She's and so I'm an good. Actor. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ola Lola, O H L A L O L A. And on Instagram, it's Ula Lola because they didn't have matching handles. So there's one more O and LolaBlanc.com. And trust me, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, that's it for us this week. We will be back next week. In the meantime, In the meantime remember, remember, with all sincerity, all sincerity, we love you very much. We love you very much. Thank you.